0: On this episode of Big Drive Energy, we're going to talk about Buzz Lightyear winning another fucking tour event. Whoop-dee-doo. Also going to talk about pace of play issues on the PGA Tour, which has seemingly always been an issue, but is now becoming really known around the the tour and it's really bubbling to the surface it's, here it's really bubbling to the surface we're also going to do a fairway or four and preview the upcoming val spar championship and this is all brought to you by our presenting sponsor over at pins and locally owned colorado company they have the best gear worldwide though they have They just came out with uh, the new Joggers. They've got a whole spring line, and they claim that it's their best line yet, and I have to agree with them. So head over to pinsandaces.com. Use the promo code BDE. That'll save you 15% off your entire order and get you free shipping. Uh, we had somebody hit us up. Our boy Nick the other day said, uh, sent us a picture on Twitter. Said he got some new Pins and Aces gear. I mean, they've got everything. Like even if you just want to go a little small purchase, just want to get something for yourself for golf season, their ball markers are incredible. Their like,
1: ball markers and their hats. Their hats are amazing. Like I, any picture you see of me on Instagram anywhere, I'm usually wearing a Pins and Aces hat just because they're that comfortable. They they fit that well. It's 30 bucks a hat, like very reasonable. They're not asking for fifty bucks a hat or anything, and they're very, very nice and they look badass. So you really can't ask for a lot more.
0: Yeah, and they've got the built-in ball mark magnet already. So you buy yourself a cool ball marker. On the
1: side of the hat, too. So you don't look like a nerd, like with it on your bill. You just stick it on the side, then it almost looks like a decal. Like remember, Mm -hmm. I had the the pistol on the side of my hat and I'm like that is so sick and then it turns out it was a ball marker comes out guns a yeah it's
0: like me on the putting greens just let everybody know that you're there to you're there to fuck, not fuck around <laughs> exactly that's not, I never do that
1: on the golf course
0: <laughs> but head over to pinsandaces.com promo code bde 15% off all right let's tee it up hello friends welcome to this tradition unlike getting- any. <laughs>
1: Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed
0: (laughs) (laughs) to Infinity and Beyond. (laughs) I was like, where are you going with this shit? It was always Scotty Scheffler, man. It was always Scotty Scheffler. <laughs> but again. it's never
1: Scotty Scheffler. Like <laughs> it's always him, but it
0: never should be him. I'm fucking sick I'm about so- this
1: guy. He's ruining everybody's weekends. Like I actually heard it's kind of become a thing in the golf world now that he is pissing people off by like what he's doing. Like it's not it it's not anywhere near Tiger. Like, and I'm not talking about play, quality of play. I'm talking about just like how fun it, it was. Like, when Tiger was doing what he did and making that crazy run, everybody was obsessed with golf. Scottie Scheffler is like the anti face of golf for me. Like, I just don't like the guy at all. And he's just boring as fuck. He's vanilla as it gets. Why does he have to keep blowing everybody out on Sundays? Dude. <laughs> like it's not even fucking fun. It's not. I turned it off. I didn't watch the back nine, and I I'm okay to admit that. Like, I was locked in all week, and it was fun. And then Scheffler chips that when he chipped that one in, it was the beginning of the end. I was like, fuck that shit. And I was actually facetiming my girlfriend. Um, we were watching golf because she's into golf now, which is great. Um, and her her uh, TV's a little bit ahead of mine, and so she goes. No, you're not gonna believe it. And he hadn't even hit the shot yet on my TV. I was like, no, get the fuck out of here. And it goes in. I'm like, he every time he looks like he's dead, he's not. He makes birdie. Like last year at the Masters. It was the beginning of the end when he knocked that sixty yard shot in. Lucky as fuck, bump and run from twenty yards below the green. And it's happening it happened again on Sunday. Like I fucking hate it.
0: Yeah, it's it's becoming to the point where you, it's like a craps game. All right, follow along with this. First of all, real quick, if, in case any of you didn't get that reference, the whole rest of the world is now understanding that he looks like fucking Buzz Lightyear. We've been saying that for fucking months. Yeah. I tried to share the post, like a couple, of, like <clears throat> golf Yeah, cart, I saw like, like meme, accounts. meme yeah. accounts. Couldn't share them because I don't understand. First of all, I'd have to understand why a meme account's private. Super confusing to me. Like you have millions of followers and somebody wants to go in and individually accept. Every fucking one that's for another day, but I try to share this because people apparently now are just figuring this out. We've known this for fucking months. Yeah. go back go back to his first win last year at fucking TPC Scottsdale. We were on this. yeah, so you're welcome to all these meme accounts for your fucking content. Thank you thank us later. Send us a fucking cake or something.
1: yeah, also, I don't want to get too off topic, but how bullshit is it that you just make so much money off of a meme account? And, like, golf memes are so worn out now. Uh, it, see, I, this is where the, we kind of disagree. It's I the fucking... same thing over and over. And all my buddies send them to me, and I just hit them with the fake, like, ha-ha. Like, the quick double tap? Yeah, the the like or whatever. But they're
0: all this, like, how many different fucking memes can you make out of golf? You do wonder if memes... I've wondered this often about song titles and of, of music and memes, like, kind of fall into that category. Are there every? some point, there's just not going to be a meme yeah. anymore. I, I guess songs, like there's only so many words you can use to create it. You know, pretty soon, like an album will just be song one, song two, song three. Yeah. but I think there probably has been that before. Memes, there's like the, I saw the meme of the Northwestern crying kid. Now he's like an adult. Yeah. Memes are like resurfacing, which is crea- not necessarily the actual meme, but the story of of said kid. Yeah, or said human. In well, meme. like
1: Buddy Beheim, that whole thing when Jim Beheim retired. Like, it's so easy to dig shit up that yeah, we've gotten to the point where memes are old enough where old memes are now coming back in. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, good one. I think there's another what, game. What do, like you meme. game? <laughs> what do you mean? I think mean that's a, a
0: yeah, that's a, meme. Or a card game. If
1: yeah. You will. Uh, but I just don't love golf memes. I'm. Except for you have gotten in the meme game, you're
0: pretty low level, like literal Snapchat level. <laughs> like, the yeah, that this is how a meme gets created on the uh, by the way, follow us at, <laughs> on Instagram at big drive energy pod. Yes, the meme game is you just forgot Did me <laughs> screenshotting an image off the webs off the interweb, throwing it onto Snapchat, making it square which I do with another screenshot with the black around it and then typing words in. Yeah. I don't know if there, there is like a meme generator, but I, all these apps they have nowadays are just too much for me. I'm just like, oh, I'll throw it in Snapchat, screenshot it. Download yeah. it. Are we boomers straight to Instagram? I, no, cause we, we don't make
1: memes. Like I don't even know. There's probably kids sitting in high school right now, making memes,
0: coding their own website. Memes are fun. But like you, I feel like you have to have a big following for them to go viral constantly. Yeah. But I think of like 10 memes a day <laughs> that I, that like, oh, your brain's just be, like one big meme. That would be funny, but it's only like funny to me and maybe like 10 other people yeah. that would understand it. It's an inside. Yeah.
1: That it's kind of like anything, the dumbest, blandest memes get the most traction because it attracts the most people. Right. Kind of like shit we've done, TikToks we've done, we think this like. This is the dumbest like most boring one we've done it gets 2 million views. We do one that we think is fucking great gets 20,000 views. Like I feel like that's just goes to show you the general population is not into something that specific. They you just if you just crap out generic bullshit it'll eventually work. Like if you do it enough if you're consistent
0: it's going to work for you. Is that like Scotty Scheffler? Just generic bullshit that he throws out there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He like when he's like, oh, we're going to go home and eat popcorn and, <laughs> and watch a movie. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> like, how much more boring can you get, dude? Yeah. He. What, do you,
0: what is he going to do with his money? I don't like, know. Mer- him and Meredith are going to make it. A- how much is going to go to the
1: church? The church is going to rob him blind. He's going to. He's gonna own.
0: Well, I mean, that's not the worst place for it to go. No. Well, I don't. Have you done research on that?
1: <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> fucking shit I'm... just disappears. I'm... They don't pay taxes. It's <laughs> like it's a fucking farce. It's a. F... I. I'm sorry. I don't hate church. I went to church growing up, but not having a church pay taxes when Joel Osteen lives in a fifty million dollar mansion, total horseshit. Okay.
0: Well, that's enough on that topic for the day. Well, I was just telling you. Um yeah, so pretty fun players, another kind of stacked leaderboard, but also or sorry, stacked field pretty unstacked, if you will, de-stacked leaderboard. Guys like Minwoo Lee, um There's, I mean, there's Fleetwood's kind of a name, but there were so many random dudes. It ended up being Tyrrell Hatton finishing second with an incredible Sunday. But a lot of guys going into Sunday, you're like, I don't know this guy, and that's why I placed a fat bet on Scheffler on Saturday. You
1: texted me like midnight,
0: hammered. Yeah, sure. I I and I'm like,
1: why are you texting me at midnight about a golf bet?
0: Well, so RK. And I talked about this on bets a couple of weeks ago, and and it's kind of a thing that we've just discussed here around the DNVR world. But would you pay if you're paying for a Super Bowl ticket, like you almost did this year, because your girlfriend's an Eagles fan? Would be mm-hmm. cool. Would you pay double if you can guarantee your team wins? Ooh, but that's in, in just a va- answer the question. Is that
1: in a vacuum, or like, can I bet that?
0: that's that's where you're 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 one step ahead of me as okay. usual but basically what i'm saying is if you're going to spend 3 grand on a ticket
1: would i spend 6 to guarantee a dub correct
0: yeah but so you take that 3 grand you bet it on the other team okay then you're either out 6 grand but they won or, or you, got your paid for you got your ticket paid for you your ticket paid for you have to go to the super bowl but your team lost so i mean there's obviously a better scenario here you know money's all relative to different people but the better scenario is your team winning a, a game that costs that amount of money to justify doing that bet with. But it's the same thing with me and Scotty Scheffler now. I'm yeah. going to spite bet him. For sure. Because if he wins, I sat there and made you know a few Abraham Lincolns yeah. on few Sunday. A u- few units. Because I was like, okay, cool. Like If he loses, I'll feel great we could have came on this podcast and danced around and been excited on his grave. Yeah. I mean, the dude is only like now he's like the, the youngest to quick win or the fourth youngest to six wins in PGA tour history. Do you know what
1: I found statistic? I found interesting. It's, it's not one of those super deep stats, like 13 rebounds, eight assists, 39 points in 24 minutes on January the 24th. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's not one of those. It was actually a, pretty big stat that I was shocked to hear um, and will you look this up for me I I think but so it's the only three. There, he's the third guy to have a, a green jacket and a players championship and I think the other two are Jack and Tiger
0: well I've, both of those guys have absolutely won it
1: yeah well but Ty, did Tiger win at the players
0: I don't think he's ever really, yeah has Tiger won a Masters he, shut the fuck up um i am not seeing this only players this is great absolutely audio. Fanta- fantastic pro- podcasting um no i i well while you look that up that wouldn't surprise me and you know who's going to be the next guy to do that is our cousin cam when he wins the masters this year
1: i would agree, dude <laughs> Think of how electric these majors are going to be. Oh, there may I, be a different like that. Live has kind of sucked a lot of life out of the PGA tour and made it kind of shitty. But I think it is totally propped up majors. Yes. Especially if all the live guys are qualified, you know, a few years down the road, if live still exists and these guys are no longer, you know, have ranking
0: points. To get into these. The Monday cues are all fucking Dustin Johnson, Cam, Smith, Joaquin. Yeah. And like me, like all these fucking How guys. fucking great would that be? Um, I will say, so I'll relate this back to Scotty Scheffler. No spoilers given here. Uh, I'm sure everybody, ironically, has already watched all of Full Swing. Uh, we only recap one episode a week because it's kind of cool to just like go through and with a fine tooth comb, if you will, yeah. on a little uh, Full Swing, which is a great documentary. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably like golf or you just like us, which would be a huge mistake on your part. Um, But if you haven't watched it, you need to watch it. We say this on that podcast as well. But no spoilers. The last episode made... It was great. There's some great content in there, which we'll get to in a couple weeks when we recap it. But watching Scotty Scheffler fucking lose the the, uh, Tour Championship and just be lost... Oh, I remember. Oh, and he, wasn't my he singers sp- up? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Mark Mosier. Wasn't he hitting driver like left all day? Yeah, he was just his feet were shuffling left, <laughs> and the driver was going left, and he was missing putts. And on the last hole, he had like a chance. Like, what's kind of cool about full swing? the golf tournaments like the big ones. I forgot. This is how sad I am. I forgot Cam Smith won the fucking open. Yeah. I forgot. Which is disgusting. I know because he's like my players. I think it's maybe because of the Lives scenario. Yeah. But he's still my favorite player professional golfer in the world by a, a wide margin other than when Tiger's healthy. Um but the he was yeah, he couldn't make anything happen. Rory even made bogey on the last hole. And also all Scotty had to do was make a par. Didn't he hit it left
1: to the green? He hit
0: it left to the green. He was basically, no, he hit it short. Rory hit it left to the green. Oh, okay. Scotty hit it short in the bunker. Hit like, you know, nowadays it seems like he hits a bunker shot and it goes to two feet and he taps it in or hits to eight feet and just rims one in. Yeah. But he hit it to like 10, 12 feet and then missed that. Not even close to the hole. Let's bring that Scotty Scheffler back. Yeah. hundred
1: percent. Like every time he's standing over a 10 footer now, I'm like, it's in. I root for him so hard to miss it and it feels like he's doing it to just spite me, to just fucking stomp on me. And I just don't see the allure. Like, I really genuinely and I'm not this is not like a hot take. I don't think Scotty Scheffler's growing the game of golf whatsoever. Him being the best player in the world, I don't think does anything for golf. I don't I think yeah, other than okay. tech
0: people that are Texas Longhorns fans, for sure.
1: But they're already golf fans. Like they already have Jordan Spieth. They already, you know, there's been plenty of, like John Rom, for example. We don't love him, but he's a Spaniard. Like he's probably gonna go down. Uh, Seve Ballesteros still the best Spanish player ever. Um, I think he was from Spain. Uh, geography and us just don't get along. Um, but Rahm... He at least brings in a different demographic, a different country, you know, a different fucking continent of Europe. Like, I mean, there's plenty of good Europeans, but he's going to be one of the best Europeans for a while, for sure. So he he brings that to the table. You can, you can go through, like, the list of—Justin Thomas, he's more likable. He's more relatable. Everybody seems to love Jordan Spieth for a reason, because I think he's similar to Scheffler— except for Jordan Spieth just way more com- bitchy and complainy and just whines about every bad shot he hits and questions the number and blah 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 this and that um but people seem to love him um who else am I missing at the top of the world Rory R- Rory's a, a very um polarizing figure you know he's been outspoken about a lot of shit he's basically PJ Tours poster boy but what does chef like He's such a nothing burger, and I hate. I I don't want to shit talk the guy for like a half hour, but it's like good. <laughs> I mean, we're at twenty minutes. <laughs> we're but we people. could get there very easily. We're not that far off. Um, I just I just don't see it. I just hope he sucks a year from now. Yeah, and
0: I don't see it happening. But I think it's just crazy. His run now is is basically a dominant. 15 months 14 months yeah and it's it shows no signs of stopping but through watching full swing kind of re re reigniting my my memory of golf because i just can't even remember what i ate for fucking breakfast half the time the like watching like rory earlier when you
1: earlier when you said big drive energy it was like that spongebob like all you remember is fine dining and breathing all oh, you remember is like the name of our podcast and then you're you just went fucking quiet for like five seconds. And my name,
0: maybe. <laughs> um, but the Squillium fancy son. You watch too much fucking TV. I either. haven't watched SpongeBob in a decade. You I just do, remember all of you it. do need to get a life. Uh, the going back to all these different runs that players had, hopefully it's the same turnout for Scheffler because Rory had a run where you're like, oh my god, this guy's the next yeah. tiger. Spieth had one of those. Yeah. Uh, who else has had one of those where it's like just winning everything they could for um, a year?
1: I mean, Morikawa had
0: that pretty—Capco went through that run. Mm-hmm. Morikawa got really fucking hot. Morikawa, to me, is—actually, we, we did tweet this out on Friday. Uh, he did not come through, but he feels like is the guy that you should probably bet on every single major and players and anything that's like a top-level event. Anything else? I don't think I don't know if he's, like he's ever won a normal tournament. Yeah. I
1: has he won a PJ Tour event besides a major? I think I, he has. That'd be so wild if all he's won is two majors. I don't I don't really think that's a thing. Here's another take of mine, just from what I've seen on Oh,
0: well, we are way off. He has he has 5 total wins. Oh, wow. Uh, he's won both, both the majors he won were on his debuts there. So that's okay. fucking big, that, big dick swinging. Yeah. He has won the Barracuda was his first win in 2019. Okay, so that doesn't count. The workday charity open was a second win. Doesn't count. And he beat Justin Thompson in a playoff and then he won okay. the workday again. Where is the workday? The, the WGC Workday was February twenty eighth, twenty twenty one. Okay, uh, at the Concession Club in Bradenton, Florida. Oh, that was just was that just last year? Tw- two years ago now, twenty twenty one. And then the Workday Charity Open was at anything that happened during COVID didn't happen. Yeah, in twenty twenty, So that's all. Uh, of Mark uh, it was a one time replacement for the John Deere Classic, which was canceled. So this oh, was at Mirfield, oh, oh. though. Okay, this Workday so big game hunter, but go yes. on. <laughs> From the
1: vibe I've gotten from Colin, and you just look at him, he seems like
0: he would low key be a douchebag to play with. Yeah. Did you get to his episode in full swing, though? Yeah. A little more.
1: He's just so, like, straight line that, like, he doesn't want to talk to you. You make, like, you crack a joke and he just, like, looks at you and walks by. You know, like, that would be me, where I'd be, like, trying to make a joke, trying to make light. And he's just, like, so laser-focused, which I respect. Like they're That's what they're out there to do. He just doesn't seem like a fun playing partner.
0: Well, in full swing, they had him trying on different gloves, and he's like, it's just a little off. I'm just really angry when it's... Oh, and off. then talking about the shirts, talking about the pants. Yeah, that was an interesting part of it. No more spoilers, though. We're about to... We just almost recapped the last episode. <laughs> we meaning me. Uh, okay, so here's a question for you then regarding what you just said. Okay. Okay, in full swing... <laughs> one more. One more, anecdote. Dear God. Tony Finau talks about playing with Tiger Woods when he won the Masters in 2019. Yeah. In the last group. He said the same exact thing that you just said about Colin Morikawa. Tony Finau asked him about his kids. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. he said fucking nothing. We think that's cool because it's Tiger, but if it's Colin, it's douchey. Is that fair?
1: I don't think it's cool that Tiger's that way, but he he's also the winning, not the winningest player ever, but he's... Probably he'll go down as the second best golfer of all time. Like, oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> <laughs> that that means something, obviously. Like, Morakow is just scratching that surface. But when you earn, like, I was listening to a pod the other day, they were talking to one of Patrick Waugh's old teammates. And, like, when he was on that stretch run where he was the best goalie in the world, and he got a few questions back in the day about, like, do you think Waugh's arrogant? And he, this dude was like, it was, uh, I forget the guy's name, um, Sean Podine. Um, they're like, do you think Patrick was arrogant? And they're like, well, he. And he goes, well, he's the best goalie in the world. Why wouldn't he be? Like, so you get a pass. You know what I mean? You get a pass for that. But Morikawa is not at the point where I'm not out here to make friends. You know that? Okay, why haven't you won every other event you've played in then? Because that's what Tiger did. You know, back in back in the day. So. There's never going to be anybody like Tiger, but that's kind of the the precedent that's been set to really get away with being a douchebag on the course and people being like, I fuck with that. You know what I mean? Otherwise, I think those guys generally want to enjoy their time out there. Like, Finau describing that situation where, yeah, he he just wanted to walk in and go win that event. But I could see Morikawa being that way on, like, a Thursday morning. You know? Same... Same personality, no wavering, no fun, like just a robot. And a lot of these guys are kind of like that, but maybe that's why I lean so much towards like really liking Shane Lowry and really liking the guys with a personality that don't, like they go to the gym, but they don't live in the gym. They're not, they're not robots, you know, they're real humans. And that's obviously what attracts people to other people is when they're relatable. And the PJ Tour is getting less and less relatable as these guys get better and better. You know, they're in crazy good shape. They're, they, 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 they've really made it a business. And obviously, it's always been a business, but these guys are just so focused on getting the money and getting out that it just seems like they just don't really give that much personality to the game. And that's where guys like Rory being as good as he is and also having a personality, that's why everybody loves him. You know what I mean? Like, if you can have both, it's very rare because some guys don't have the capacity to be that good and not be 100% focused all the time. Rory's just got that kind of capability to do that. So I feel like that was a whole fucking word salad. But you get what I'm saying, right?
0: Yeah, it's there's guys that... Are your normal? They could be your normal drinking buddy, Joel Damon esque guy that yeah. goes out, and you could have a g- relatively good time with even not knowing the guy, and he's still gonna fucking shoot sixty five. Yeah. A- and there's a guy that's gonna be out there grinding that shoots seventy three that you're annoyed by. So that it in a very different scope, like the PGA Tour. If you could just get behind, like if you could have a you know recorded conversation or behind the doors conversation with a PGA Tour player that's a pretty relaxed guy overall, like he'll tell you which ones are okay, you know, it'd be it'd be great. It'd be the greatest interview of all time mm-hmm. to just have that knowledge yeah. from somebody like for somebody like us that watch every PGA Tour event, feel like we know the guys, but I've heard Phil Mickelson's the nicest guy in the world, and I've heard Phil Mickelson's the biggest asshole in the world. So you never really know. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with the latter, of course. Uh, the "fuck you, Phil" from Rory and Full Swing, one more, one more anecdote, uh, was great. But just in general, the um, the idea that these players are all robots and douchebags is obviously un- been proven different, been proven wrong by Full Swing but also it kind of pushes you into the idea that the best players are like that. And it kind of sucks. Yeah. You know, it just kind of sucks that like they can't, <laughs> this is like, they can't go out there and have a good time and shoot 62. Like, well, <laughs> sorry. You know, like it, it's just yeah, the there's way you
1: apologize for that, you know, but it, you're exactly right. And I think this kind of segues, segues, segues us a little bit into another topic that we wanted to touch on. Um, I think don't we have a, a little sponsor shout-out here?
0: Yeah, so we want to tell you guys about our friends over at Manscaped. Our favorite reads to do. One of our favorite companies, I use their products every single day. Uh, they have the best grooming kits in the entire world. And you're now that spring is here, we're you know going to be getting outside. We're going to be wearing shorts. We obviously have cleaned up our lower... Basement region, generally speaking, year round. Um, but you're going to have to clean up your face and make sure your face is looking good for this summer. My beard's looking a little scratchy right now. I'm about to go to manscaped.com and use this promo code DNVRBETS. Promo code DNVRBETS going to get you 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped. And this new uh, product they have is called the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. You have A Beard Hedger, a waterproof cordless trimmer with a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting links all with one guard. So no fucking, I have a a thing to cut my hair with that has like 30 guards on it. They always fall everywhere. This one has 20 of them and they're all in the same essentially like package. So the Beard Hedger is a high piece of art in a travel size package with a long lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. The kit has liquid to make you feel good, starting with beard shampoo and conditioner. So you don't want to be putting your hair conditioner, your body wash on your beard. You want the best-looking beard. You want to use that beard shampoo and conditioner from Manscaped, as well as the beard oil. It's It uh, dry, relieves dryness on your face and beard and the skin underneath while adding a little shine. I love putting the beard oil on because it makes my beard, like, Kind of grow out and shimmer uh, and i like that a lot so make sure you're using the code DNVRBETS bets at manscapes.com and you're getting 20 percent off plus free shipping with that code i'm gonna go log in right now use that exact same code and get myself into a little manscaped action get my beard going i've got the i've already got the you know the downstairs trimmer that's in my shower keep those separate that's a big key you want to have two trimmers, one for the face and one for the nether regions. <laughs> I feel like you
1: and I, you look like a before manscaped, and I look like an after manscaped.
0: You know what I mean? Oh, that's good. Co- I mean, yeah, I guess the face face region. I don't yeah. know. Nobody's checking out the other scenario. Yeah,
1: the, well, somebody is, but it's just not you. <laughs> you, you don't need Not to yours, no, no. Absolutely no. not. yeah.
0: But, yes... <laughs>
1: That, you made but that like weird.
0: My beard is okay. Like no, it's
1: Abraham Lincoln. Oh fuck, it's fine. We had a member at the golf course one time called Spencer Abraham Lincoln because of his beard, and he immediately busted out the lawnmower and fucking took it off.
0: Yeah, I just can't fully shave my face anymore. Got That's to hide those chins, baby. It's a thing that just I will getting never, older sucks. I will never do again. Gravity, um, but it's yeah, it's just something that I'm I'm scared to do. And, uh, it actually does look pretty good, Yeah, it, but you could use a little cleanup. Like no, man, I, I definitely need little, this, this hedger kit, get on my face, get it going. The nice part is I like to have like different lengths. Cause sometimes my beard is long enough to where I need to just trim a little bit off of it. But then sometimes it's so long that I need to like get a good amount. So it's nice to have yeah, 20 different lengths. So I, I can strictly just use a trimmer.
1: It. I think anybody that straight shaves their face is psycho. Really? Yeah. Like, it just gives you like razor burn and then like ingrown hairs and shit. I just trim it. Just always trim around the face. Always the lawnmower. Yeah,
0: lawnmower clutch. Right on the right on the p- face pubes. <laughs> um, on the on the face pubes. Okay, so segueing us into what bubbled over, as you said, bubbled up to the surface at the players, um, but has been a long standing issue and is maybe the biggest issue in golf in general. Yeah, in in, in, public in golf. any level of yeah. golf, <clears throat> and that is our good friends' pop pace of play. <laughs> um, I just made that up. What the, our good friends. Uh, well, what I was—I'm oh, I'm just so glad we don't have to deal with it anymore. It is the number oh. one complaint at every single golf course. Yeah,
1: it's something that will legit.
0: I mean, it never really kept
1: me up at night, but it is a it is a bone of contention at every single golf course um, that you'll go to. And what I kind of said at Segwayed is because I think there's guys... I mean, it, it's bubbled over on social media with Grayson and Murray and Kevin Nah about Nah taking forever. He's now on the live tour, so he's playing those four-and-a-half-hour shotguns. Fucking clutch. Um, but a lot of these guys... Y- you can legitimately, like, enjoy playing with a person, but if they're slow, it just fucking sucks. Like... There's no fixing slow. I would rather pay, play probably with a fast asshole than a slow, really nice dude.
0: Oh, that's an interesting debate.
1: Yeah, that's kind of a, a good question. Um, maybe we could do like a TikTok asking people about that. Would you rather pay, play with a fast asshole or a a night a really nice dude who's super slow?
0: Oh, dude, yeah, I don't know. It just it just depends, man. It, See, in like I don't like playing with an asshole at all, but also. No. But you yeah. can keep to yourself. Yeah, and you can and, keep and moving. And if
1: you're playing fast enough, yeah, you don't need to talk to him. The only time I really make conversation is when I've sat on a tee box for a half hour, which has fucking happened, and it's disgusting. But I try to make f- friends, you know, I'm a big friend maker. Um, so at that point, but if you're playing fast enough, you don't need to make friends. You know, get in, get out, fucking shoot 68 or 98, whatever you shoot, and fucking keep it moving. Um but I think, so go, go ahead and read a little bit of the article. Just yeah. give an idea, because I think the
0: benchmark for what they want players to play in
1: is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, so I, this is actually something that I almost brought up to you a couple of weeks ago. And I've noticed it, you know, we're obviously pretty deep into watching the PGA Tour every single week. Buried and, in it. And these guys are, they're, they're every. it seems like every single week we have a Saturday cut. Now, yeah. this seems like seems trivial it's like oh you know this guy just stays another day but there's so many other nightmares that people on the surface don't realize for not only the players but for the committee the golf course etc and we had even tweeted this now there was a frost delay um at the at cpc scottsdale uh at that event that we were at the players championship if you will the players open the people's open fuck me players championship (laughs) people's open um the waste management that's i was i was blanking thank you the waste management we had the saturday cut again couldn't get all the players done on thursday then that rolled into friday and luckily when they do make the cut it doesn't roll into saturday because there's half the players um but it's been a little ridiculous they have to you know one of our tweets that saturday morning was or friday morning was like they had to cut the the greens after they had to let guys finish then cut the holes redo you know there's so much it's that goes a into it's whole production it that you don't know being just a f- everyday fan, and that's fine. That's why we're educating you. But the pace of play issue has finally like taken come to a head. Yeah, like, like players are something needs to happen. Yeah, because you can't have every single player f- not know if they're making the cut on Friday, take a Friday flight. Oh, like Shane Lowry. Last so many week.
1: dudes are WDing. Like they're like, fuck it, I'm not even gonna finish. And I mean, that's their prerogative, but yeah, you book a Friday, you know, you shoot fucking 80 on Thursday. You're like, well, I got to shoot 62 or, you know, you book a flight for Friday night and then it's like, I'm not going to come out and play three whole Saturday morning to just miss the cut, you know, pay for another night hotel, pay for another flight, blah, blah, blah. Like it's such a pain in the ass. And they, sh- this shouldn't be happening. Like, they should have said in full swing, going back to it, when they're like you, they made the they explain what a cut is three times an episode. They should have been like they you play Thursday, Friday and a little bit Saturday morning. And then if you make the cut, then you get to stay for the Saturday afternoon, play six whole Sunday morning and then play the final round Sunday afternoon.
0: <laughs> that like, would have been an interesting wrinkle to a fun little like wrinkle that. That's one of those, re- relating back to the memes, one of the jokes that few people would have gotten, but yeah. it would have hit for those few people. For sure. For sure. It would have hit for me. They're like, e- <laughs> thank you. That's all I'm looking for. Um, but yeah, so speaking to what you were leading into is, now granted, they did have a little weather delay uh, that affected you know, TPC Scottsdale. It did affect the Players' Championship. Uh, you never, you can, can never control the weather in any circumstance. I can't
1: control the weather, Jackie. Yeah. What is that from?
0: That seventy show? Uh, okay. Do you remember that one, Ashton Kutcher? Yeah, I mean, I've watched every episode, but Damn, I Jackie.
1: I can't control the weather.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, thank that's you. Nice little um, insert there. Yeah. But, so, every tournament seems like it's destined for a Saturday morning cut. It would be, the players was the fifth consecutive Saturday cut on that's the That's so
1: ridiculous.
0: And, of course, thunderstorms blew into Jacksonville. This is from golf.com, for any of you guys that want to read it, um, read this article, but... James Colgan tweeted, Pace of play at the Players' Championship per PGA Tour chief referee Gary Young has been between 4 hours and 55 minutes and 5 hours and 30 minutes. Young says that's in line with expectations, but still, woof. Fucking 455s fast? I think like, what makes this even worse, and, and 455 is not great, we we were happy to get under 5 on like a weekend day at the Valley of Fun. But
1: that's three 300- hundred
0: fucking hacks and four players a group yeah i think that's a lot of the things that people don't realize they're playing these are threesomes playing threesomes yeah and and this you know the problem with this in general too is there's there's a lot of problems that that have to tri- the trickle down effect on pace of play so first of all players think that to play good golf it takes a long time it doesn't that Facts. spoiler alert it does not <laughs> um but they're like well the, all these pros are playing so slow They're the best in the world. I need to play Playing threesomes in five hours is acceptable. No, it's not. Do you remember Matt Jones? Him setting up to it, to
1: swinging at it? Like, grabbing a club to follow through was like 10 seconds. It's fucking amazing. I think it was actually six seconds standing over it to swing it. Like, you'd blink and it was gone. We need every dude like that on the PGA Tour. But none of them exist. Um, and I almost equate it, kind of a good, good uh, analogy. I think it's like when everybody's going 15 over on the highway, the cop's not going to pull over every single car. You know what I mean? You're just, you're just play, keeping up with traffic. And so the PGA Tour has a warning for pace of play, and then a penalty, an actual stroke penalty. And actually, Monday qualifier info tweeted this out. He's like, "Why are we even?" Or maybe it wasn't him, but anywho. Why are we even giving a warning? Like, just fucking slap it slap it on him. Give him that fucking penalty. And then you, you want to see guys move. Like, if you can... And we did that with our men's league the last two years. And guess what? Everybody finished in under the time that we needed him to finish in. Because you don't want to... There's no point in grinding over strokes if they're just going to add two more to your fucking round at the end of it. You know what I mean? Like, if you're getting penalized, there's no point in taking more time.
0: Well, I think another part of the equation that blows my mind is, as I just read that tweet, PGA Tour referee Gary Young addressed pacing concerns after play was called for the day. Quote, there are so many situations that happen out there, of course. And then, quote, the pace of play has been just what we've expected. It plays anywhere from four hours and 55 minutes for the first groups. And looking at the results of yesterday, it got as high as five and a half hours. Okay. Okay. These guys, the what are the big first thing that pops into your mind of why pace of play at a an amateur muni on a Saturday morning is bad? Go. What's one one of the first things? Poor play. Okay, poor play. Right, we don't have that here. Yeah, okay. no, that's out. What's a, what's another thing?
1: Riding in cart, like riding in the same cart, driving across fairways and shit.
0: Just lack of knowledge, right? Yeah, We yeah. definitely don't have that here either. Yeah. These guys are the, the best golfers in the world. They've been playing golf since they were eight, yeah. seven, six, five, four, three, two, one years old. Yeah. Um, do you
1: and have anything else a, in a it? third one? What this is, that? is
0: the one that popped in my mind. Looking for golf balls. Yeah. That's what takes people so long. Oh, Has true. any pro true. ever fucking looked for his own golf ball no. and taken three minutes fucking lo- it's happened maybe happens maybe once an event if there's an area where they're just they don't have a spotter. Yeah.
1: Like uh, no how? there's there's no like excuses that can be made and can you imagine the first group plays in four fifty five I would want to fucking climb to the top of the clubhouse and jump off of it like four fifty five and it's three really good players like you said, they're not looking for golf balls and i let's let's just legalize rangefinders everywhere. That's, that should no longer be a question. Why why are you fucking pacing off? And then the most annoying thing is, is guys, I, I think there should be, like the MLB just implemented a fucking pitch clock. There should be a clock from when you get to your ball. Once the greens open, you're on the clock right there. You have 20 seconds to get to your ball, uh, 30 seconds. You have 30 seconds Find a yardage, pick a club, discuss, and then fucking go. Like, I mean, there's shades of gray, you know, and that's that's really the issue. Is there's so many shades of gray that there's really no way to to dial that in completely. But these dudes look at their caddy. They're like, "Oh, I stepped it off from this sprinkler, and I stepped it off from this other sprinkler. Oh, we're we're a yard in between. Like, okay, pick a fucking club, like." pick, discuss, it sounds so amateurish, but think of where you're trying to hit it on the green, think of where you want to land it before you even get to your ball. You know what I mean? Thinking ahead and planning ahead, you've played this course a million times, if you hit the same club on that hole, you're not going to be off, you know, you're not hitting a fucking five iron or a gap wedge. It's either, it's like, Okay, it's an 8-iron or a 9-iron, maybe a 7-iron, depending on conditions. You know what I mean? Like, these guys have everything so dialed in from a technology perspective, from a talent perspective. It's just, like, blatant disregard for giving a fuck. They just don't care.
0: Yeah, and do you think that that even, like, a shot clock is a legitimate thing that would ever fly with these guys? With With all that's going on right now, granted, you know, they're yeah, they, they don't yeah they want to give him any other reasons to leave the PGA Tour. Correct. Like there's more things that are just, you know, pushing these guys well pulling these guys away. They're not, you know, the PGA Tour is trying to do the best they can. I think, you know. It, oh,
1: here's here's an idea I just hatched. Maybe they're going to some limited field events next year to control pace of play. That
0: that is a new topic of discussion.
1: <laughs> they can get them all done. If there's only 72 to, two guys, they can fucking get it all in in one day. And if they can't, maybe they need to start going. And I mean, they have done this. You could easily go, if it was 72 guys, you go double shotgun. But then that opens a whole can of worms where some guys are waiting on the 10th hole for a half hour. For, you know, there's backups. But I think ultimately, just nip it, find the group and nip it in the bud right there that is way behind. It's evident. And don't give them a chance to make excuses and fucking penalize them. That will make—as much as it sucks and guys are going to lose money, guys are going to get pissed off, but fucking figure it out. Figure it out. Like, this is so basic, it's sad.
0: Yeah, and I think the other issue is, I think being a PGA Tour player, you know the game of golf, and you've played it your whole life. The idea that, like, we used to give our members shit at the course, like, you're the slow one. People that complain about the slow ones usually are, are the yeah. slow ones. And granted, doesn't matter just because you're a professional athlete doesn't mean you're any more self-aware than... They're usually the least self-aware. ...than a normal 40-year-old dude that's a 10 handicap. Yeah. But the fact that these guys, like, have played golf for so long and so many rounds and can't, like... Get a feel for holy shit! This is taking fucking forever.
1: Yeah, especially as the first group, you know, like that's the the pace that's the pace car. You got to set the fucking tone. And when the first group's going out in five hours, why would any other guy be like, yeah, I need, you know, we need to pick it up? If the fir- if they're allowing the first group to play that slow, that's setting a horrible precedent for the rest of the day.
0: Right, and that and we've known this, and we've talked about this probably on this podcast, but one of the biggest issues of pace of play is it's borderline unfixable if your first group fucks you. Yeah. There's they're not going to make PGA Tour players skip a hole and <laughs> like in we'll a, just come back and yeah. finish this one later. Right. <laughs> and so that part makes it tough. Yeah. But the fact that three players walking, I, you know, maybe the biggest issue is the artages and the and the choosing of clubs. Maybe. Yeah, I I do think having a rangefinder in every player's bag would be a helpful situation? Maybe it's once you have a club in your hand. Once
1: you've selected a club, you're now on the clock. And obviously, this shit's never going to happen. But I was just trying to poke holes in my last theory. Um, but I think once you have a club, it should be 15 seconds. Yeah, but if you...
0: What if you change clubs? Then it restarts. This is, yeah, this is like getting into the whole baseball clusterfuck yeah. that they're still dealing with right now, which is hilarious, but also, like, actually working. Yeah. These, these spring training games are way shorter. Take and, a fucking stance. And the thing is, is, like, players should realize that they don't, if they were to start getting penalized or start being talked to about it, like, they don't need to sprint up to their ball. They don't, it's It's the actual act of, like, being decisive and choosing yeah. a club and... Like, hitting a putt and then going up and knocking it in. Like, some of these, like, I know it's for a lot of money, so it's easy for me to say, having not played for more than, you know, pennies most of my life. But when you have a two-footer and it's for par and you just hit a 60-footer, like, just go up there and knock that in. Or...
1: Yes, yes them reading. marking six inchers. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, I, I, ironically, Fuck. Rory did that at the Tour Championship last year, but it was to win the tournament. Yeah, that's so, like, different. I, at first, I was like, oh, my God, he's fucking mar-. And cause Yeah, I'm you want to let the guy who's going
1: to win it finish last.
0: Yeah, and I'm thinking about these pace of play issues in my head, and then I'm seeing Rory do that, and I understand why. A lot of the times, it does make sense. There's 71 other holes where you can just be like, hey, man, I'm going to go finish this. Right, and I think another thing that I've seen is re- the reading of putts now, granted, you can't do this whole stand over it. What is that? Is that aim point? Uh, plum bobbin. plum bobbin, aim point, and like <laughs> yeah, no aim, are doing aim point. That. Yeah, with the I'm fingers. not going to call out any players. Max Homos caddy does that a ton, um, <laughs> but the that you can't do that while somebody else is putting. But the the walking around, the reading from both sides. I mean, these are base level fucking yeah. amateur golf things you teach people, well, and then you- these guys act like. I think they just act like maybe they're above the law.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. And the other thing is too, because you even brought up like walking around while another guy's putting, these guys are playing in front of hundreds of thousands of people. You can't tell me, and I know that they're closer, like there's, but spectators are moving all over. You can't tell me one dude on the putting green moving it like as long as they're 20, 30 feet away from you. Yeah. If they're fucking in your back pocket, that's different. They can if you can hear them breathing, that's an issue. But if you're walking around the outskirts of the green around the the what uh, the circumference is that? I think the outer edge. Yeah. There should be no problem with that. And you can fully read a putt, you know, walking around further away. There's just so many things, dude. It's it's so it's just blasphemy. And it's watching dudes is even painful too. Sometimes when you watch a guy and you're like, holy shit, pull the trigger. You know what I mean? And look at free throws in the NBA. They got time on that. Like, although it's the exact same every time, there's still a time. Like, you can't take fucking forever. You can't Giannis Antetokounmpo, that shit, fucking stand there staring at the rim. Um, There should just be... And remember when they penalized that kid in the Masters? He was like a 14-year-old amateur. It was... I, I he, do... You, I, he won, the like, the Pacific AM, and he actually was playing his ass off. This is probably, like, 10 or 12 years ago, because I think I was in high school. Um, but they actually finally penalized a guy, and it's like, you should have been doing this for the last 100 years, and you should still be doing it now. So, like, when you either got to do it to everybody or nobody and they're doing it to nobody, but they need to fucking do it to everybody.
0: Well, that, and just goes to your point. If you know, I do remember something along those lines, they don't have any gall in penalizing some poor kid. That doesn't matter. But if you're walking up to the number one player in the world and penalizing them, they're like, Oh, you can't do that to me. Yeah. Oh, it's like a bit, it's like a
1: political thing. You know, there's certain guys they have no problem penalizing. And then there's other guys that they would never, you know, and that's fucking dumb too. The rules are the rules.
0: Like, follow them or go play on the live tour. Yeah, exactly. They. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder what the pace of play is with the shotgun starts. It looks like a comment here that I see from uh, this this article on the uh, on Facebook where I found this pace of play article. Is like the live tour they played in about four and a half hours. So.
1: Well, and nobody gives a fuck what they shoot.
0: <laughs> that is that is also accurate. Yeah, yeah it's it's a very. Very fine line of like the players could I could see them coming back with um you know well what what do the fans want? Do they want me to play fast or do they want me to shoot 62? Yeah. I and I, I think there's gotta be a minimum. Tom Hogie 62. Fuck in 21 C on the way home. <laughs> yeah, I just
1: can't believe that dude set the all time players low score. Th- did you see that video of Colt Nose? Because apparently he's shot sixty three there. Oh yes, and I he do. was visibly pissed off that Hoagie broke the record.
0: Yeah, well, I
1: mean Colt didn't quite have the career I think he thought he was going to have, so that was kind of probably a thing that he could yeah think about
0: on uh, the PGA tour broadcast before the age of thirty. Yeah,
1: it, I mean, yeah, the, his career went in the wrong direction, but that was kind of something he could probably lay in bed thinking about at night, and he doesn't have that anymore. And Hoagie is just this fucking goofy ass. Billy looking motherfucker that just plays great golf. He needs to get veneers. I, I hate judging people on their teeth, but you make way too much money to look like that. Oh man, yeah. And it's not even like he plays hockey, like where you are like, I'll get him done at the end of my career. Like,
0: there is nobody's hitting you in the teeth. You just get him done. That's very true. Just like, bro, get to it, fix your shit. Well, he, clearly, he. I think. I think some guys just kind of love just sitting into that. Just. Le- leaning into that goofy look. Yeah. Like, I mean, it makes him unique, for sure. Yeah, he's just millionaire. Not in They're a like, good way, but... Well, the goofy look and just, like, being hum- uh, slightly humbler. Humble. Being humble, as <laughs> Patrick Waugh would say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we get into our picks for the upcoming Valspar and the Snake Pit, which I referenced a couple weeks ago, I fucked it up. Now we're actually at the Snake Pit. I want to tell you guys about our great friends over at Game Time... We got uh, had Mitchell's birthday, happy belated birthday, a couple weeks ago. Thank you. Um, we had his birthday dinner, and then we went to the Avs game. and got. Dude, seven, you got us some great fucking seats. Yeah, I got great seats on game time. They were well below the ticketed price. We were like five, five rows, rows off the ice. We were on TV. We're famous now. No big deal. Um, and that's all thanks to game time. So make sure you check out the link in our description of this podcast, wherever you listen to this podcast on. Um, share it, tell a friend or two, give us a rating, you know, the whole bit. But yeah, game time is incredible. They, I've kind of found the sweet spot is more the morning of. gets a little less stressful uh, if you do it the morning of. You get some good prices on the, the game that day. Uh, if you wait till the last minute, you do get some good deals, but uh, that inventory kind of drops the closer you get to the game. So make sure you check it out. The morning of a game, you're going to get the best prices. We sat five rows from the ice for cheaper than uh, I've sat Upper level at times, yeah. so it was incredible. Shouts to Game Time, we love them. We use them for all our ticketing needs, not just games but concert shows, etc. And before we give you our picks, we want to tell you guys where we make our picks, and that is with the DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up, and you're able to get two hundred dollars in bonus bets when you bet five dollars, and those bonus bets hit instantly. That's promo code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook. I am all about the NBA, no sweat, same game parlays. I hit a massive, for me, uh, NBA same game parlay in the Nuggets Nets the other night. Uh, I was there. I was getting, I'm getting there. I was there in the third quarter, I thought. And then you always do the double check. You know, it's so funny because you pick, I pick usually like four to five legs. I had four that I knew were dicked, and then I had to get to this fifth one, and I forgot I had uh, Mikhail Bridges over in points, but you can choose from different options. You can buy it down from what their normal number is and get less odds, or you can buy it up and get better odds, and I bought it up a little bit to get some better odds on a couple of the Brooklyn Nets props, and I had 24 and a half. Now, 24, he was sitting on 24 points from basically the middle of the third quarter through the end of the fourth. Wasn't getting the ball. Other guys were shooting. It was making me sad. I thought I was going to lose by half a point. Lo and behold, dude gets fouled with one second left. Misses the first free throw. I'm sitting there fucking shaking in my boots, sweating. Uh, And he ends up making the second free throw, getting me 25 points and I think plus 2,200 on the odds of the five-leg same-game parlay. So make sure you're going over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Get those same game parlays in and the No Sweat NBA same game parlays up to $10 back for free if you don't hit it. So put a $10 same game parlay in. You're getting a $10 free bet the next day to be able to go in there. Try it again at no risk to you. So check out DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code DNVR. And you're getting not only $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet $5, but you're also able to get... Some $10 same-game parlay, no sweat bets back if your parlay doesn't hit. And if it does hit, you've got plenty of same-game parlays that you can do after that with the money that you've won at DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, Val Spar Championship, the snake pit. Uh, A little bit of a lesser field. Obviously, we've had the stepped-up events back-to-back weeks. We had the huge Arnold Palmer Invitational, a lot of guys in that. We had the Players Championship, which, even though we didn't have the the crazy leaderboard, if you look at the top ten guys, twelve guys, you're like, ah, but you know Rory missed the cut. John Rahm had the shits. There was so many different things that knocked a lot of these guys out and didn't play well with the Players. But this is kind of a week off, if you will, on the tour. So I'm going to let Mitch, you go first. Give me your picks uh, for the Valspar Championship. All right. And reminder to those of you guys. Uh, I'm going to put a guy no, guy on my card unwillingly um, because we've had a back-to-back winner of this Sam Burns and he will be looking to be, he's looking to be the third player ever to win a tournament three years in a row. Wow. Jack Nicholas Tiger Woods. Holy shit. Yeah. That uh, name, there's one other, there might be one other. that guy. name. Doesn't one of these things is not like the other. Exactly. So Sam Burns has won this back-to-back years. So I'm ob- obligated to, put yeah, you on got to sprinkle just cause it's a, Historic thing
1: Um, I'm rolling this week I'm rolling Tommy Fleetwood Played well last week Yeah played well Played well last week Uh, Seems like he plays pretty well in Florida In general Um, He's plus 2200 to win Plus 500 top 5 Plus 260 top 10 Wyndham Clark Our Colorado buddy uh, I don't even know if he associates with Colorado Does say his birthplace is Colorado On his PGA Tour profile um, he had a good week last week. Low key, pretty solid week. Um, he's actually this has got to be like his lowest odds, uh, to ever win an event. So he's at plus thirty five hundred to win, plus seven hundred top five, plus three sixty top ten. And then I'm going with the postman. A little bit of a long shot, but he's been playing some pretty good golf as of late too. JT Poston, plus sixty five hundred winner. plus 1,200,
0: top five, plus 600, top 10. So those are my my guys. I'm rolling. I love that. And, yeah, so as you guys know, my first pick is going to be – there's actually some better names in this field than I had originally thought. Rose has played some good golf. JT and Spieth, right? Matt Fitzpatrick, Justin Thomas, um, a pretty good top of the leaderboard. Matt Fitzpatrick's a legend, by the way. I just love that guy.
1: One thing I got to say quickly before, just because it's been – big topic and we just totally spaced it the ball rollback on the PJ tour we're going to talk about that next yeah,
0: yeah yeah i i thought about it and then i was like oh well
1: because we i need to a, read the
0: whole thing We I get really to a serious don't serious rabbit hole on that yeah i don't know super the whole, interesting stuff yeah it's wild but anyways go ahead i just wait want to get hold on that i'm there. putting your pick in here and you said jt posts in oh plus plus seventy five hundred. oh he moved he moved i'm getting better odds also on the DraftKings sports sportsbook if you go in there and pick a winner Uh, It's allowing you to add plus 200 onto any golfer to win. So I'm going to add 200 onto Sam Burns. He's won the tournament two years in a row. This is a, you know, at the craps table like we talked about earlier. Haven't bet it. Haven't bet it. You don't bet it now. We're never betting Scotty Scheffler um, unless it's mid-tournament. But I just have to take Sam Burns here. The six has rolled twice in a row. I think it can roll a third time. I've pressed my bet, pressed my bet, and I'm going to win and take this one home. My next pick is going to be Gary Woodland. He is plus 4000 to win the tournament, plus 400 to top 10. He's played some okay golf lately and kind of a resurgent part of his career, not winning right now, but maybe that changes this week at the Spar. And then I am taking my guy Jonathan Vegas, played really well at in Scottsdale has had some up and down. He's also a roller coaster guy I just have a player. But at plus 7,000 to win the event, plus 650 to top 10, I love those You odds. catch him on the right week, he's fucking a world beater. Exactly. So, once again, I've got Sam Burns, plus 1,600 boosted, thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook 2, plus 1,800. I've got Gary Woodland, plus an even 4,000, and Jonathan Vegas, even plus 7,000. Let's do a fairway four before we wrap it up. Do it. Let's do it.
1: Wow. <laughs> I don't have anything off the top of my head. Oh, well, that's great. Well, I br- <laughs> that's, that's perfect ju- timing. That's just great. Um, I mean, okay, I'll go quickly. Aaron Rodgers is going to win
0: a Super Bowl in uh, New York. Oh, as of this moment, it looks like he's going to go there. I don't know if he's going to have a change of heart. Yeah, I mean, he told Pat McAfee this
1: morning, and I feel like he can't go back on things he told Pat sacred
0: sacred bond i don't know if he i don't know if he's locked into that for sure but no he doesn't win a super bowl there but they're definitely a playoff team with him for a lot of weapons a great defense um i don't know if he's going to be able to get over just that jets hump of just the fact that they just suck (laughs) as a franchise like there's just some franchises in the world that you just the vikings shit shout out parker um, no, they're like, yeah, the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, whatever, but they've never no. won a Super Bowl. Yeah, but he's never going to win a Super Bowl as a Jet. No. Okay, no. So that Full was my favorite
1: four. I, I don't disagree. It's just so insane to me that this is literally exactly what Brett Favre did. Yeah, just following like, in the footsteps. I don't, I don't see if Aaron Rodgers eventually ends up a Viking. Which, honestly, after Kirk's gone, Kirk's uh, no, Kirk's going to be there too long. They already have a guy. Aaron Rodgers won't end up being a Viking.
0: No, no. He's got a swan song left in him or two, and then yeah. he's done. And he's going to do ayahuasca in the forest. Forever. Forever. I did see a, a funny meme regarding Rodgers. He's like, Aaron Rodgers is the Packers GM, the Je- currently the Jets GM, and currently the owner of the Chicago Bears. <laughs> I was like, oh, that I, is that's, good. that's a good one. Yeah,
1: I think the happiest fans
0: in sports today were Chicago Bears fans. Oh, 100%. Just hearing that news. And my fairway or four this week is, I was thinking about this this morning, is Chick-fil-A the best fast food there is drive-thru-wise in, in, on the planet? Yeah, 100%. That's fairway. Ate there for dinner two nights ago, ate there for breakfast this morning. Dude. It's so versatile.
1: I went there for lunch today. And then I, so I stopped by your house beforehand to drop off stuff I grabbed for dinner. Um, And I had, I saw Kylie's car in the driveway and I was like, fuck, I, I, I didn't know she's going to be home. I should have. Kylie Spencer's wife. For any of those who don't know that, um, I was like, "Fuck! I should have asked if she wanted something." I walk in with my bag of Chick Fil A. There's a fucking bag of Chick Fil A sitting on the the fucking counter. I was yeah. like, "No way!" Like we both, like, and I know it's not that big of a coincidence, but yes, Chick Fil A. And I'm not shitting you. There's 30 people in that drive-through line. I was out of there in like six minutes. Their their efficiency, the way yep. they 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 fucking have, and I know there's a lot of questionable shit about Chick Fil A. Like they they we're not going back into the church convo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're not getting religious. Um, we don't necessarily need to support their beliefs to eat their chicken because their chicken's fucking phenomenal. Um, but yeah, their their quality is that good. good <coughs> quality shit, fast, friendly people. That's a it's a
0: recipe for fucking trillions of dollars. You know what is kind of funny about Chick-fil-A though is And their little ice hits different too. Yeah, their ice their diet lemonade is my favorite drink on the planet. Um but the, the funny thing about Chick-fil-A is the you know, generally speaking, fast food you're you don't expect good service, right? Yeah. And everybody has bad days. I'm not shitting on people that work at Chick-fil-A or people that work at fast food in general. It's awesome. Everybody, you know, having a job in this economy is phenomenal. Yeah. But, like, when they're not, like, w- because of what they have to say, when they're not happy, it just sounds so forced My and pleasure. it feels so bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, they, they know they have to, like, buck it up. Other, like, a Wendy's, they'll tell you to fuck off. Yeah. They, you know, they don't care. But Chick-fil-A, they have this, like, upper level There's They're such a standard. Customer service yeah. and standard that they can't, like... Hi- They try to hide it, but it's it feels so forced and uncomfortable. Oh,
1: I watched this chick uh, take, you know, the people walk up to your door and take your order. Mm -hmm. This chick in front of me must have been asking for some special shit because the lady taking her order had to, like, buzz inside and, like, ask these questions, and this chick's just sitting there, granola mom. You just tell, like, she needed everything vegan, gluten-free, yada, yada, yada. That is probably it. Um so I watch this chick turn, she turns around and I can see her face and she's rolling her eyes so hard and she's buzzing, like talking to somebody inside. She, I could just tell. And I was like, oh, she's going to, and then she was super nice to me because I'm like, number one, diet Coke, Chick-fil-A sauce, bam.
0: Like that. Yeah, I'm, that- I'm simple. You get one of those spicy joints. <laughs> one of them spicy numbers fucking ruin my day. <laughs> No Chick-fil-A can never ruin my day, but I did make <laughs> Those a faux spicy pas. numbers almost put you under. <laughs> I did make a faux pas the other day there. Uh, sh- uh, you know, a little quick tip for all of you guys that uh, either have well, if you have kids, you should be should have been giving me this tip. Um, one of the worst things you can do when you're married and especially with your wife who's pregnant is forget something at the Ooh. drive-through? Most of the time, it's the it's actually the fast food people's fault, which I can just blame it on them. Still, she's still sad about Did it. Did you own it? No, I didn't. You I boy- forgot until I got up to the window. Oh, and then I was like, "Oh my god, I need side mac and cheese," and I had to recharge my card, so I was like slowing down the line. But oh, could not, absolutely could not go home and expect to sleep in my bed <laughs> if I forgot the side mac and cheese. Yeah, so that's,
1: that's uh, it's usually sauces. Like when we had buffalo chicken wraps the other week and we just flat out did not have ranch dressing or you guys didn't and we went to the fucking Seven Eleven on the corner to see if they had ranch and you literally got that fucking French onion dip. Oh my God. Yeah, that was so bad. Oh,
0: <laughs> uh, you've had some blunders in
1: your day. I've had you plenty just, of blunders. You just keep
0: pushing through. And they will continue. <laughs> uh, and they will continue on this podcast. Make sure you guys are following along. Every single week we'll have an episode for you. This is Later this week, uh, Full Swing, episode number five, I believe. Uh, tune in to our YouTube. We do some podcasts on the YouTube as well, uh, DNVR Sports. We've got uh, the episode with Andy Morris up on that one, uh, learning how to get better at golf. We've got the episode with Vince India, current t- Corn Ferry Tour player. Awesome interview. Check that out on the YouTube. Give us a like on there. Hit us up on Twitter, at Big Drive Energy. We will talk to you guys on Friday for a Full Swing recap. Other than that, enjoy your week and enjoy March Madness. It's the best time of the year. year. Peace. Peace.